Hello, lovely people. Welcome to the Thriving Women Artists podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Sarah van Dongen. I am Doreen Bellar. I'm Ping He. And we are here to share our creative journey and to support you on yours. Hello, welcome to this new episode where we will answer your questions. Yeah, thank you for sending in your questions because that's really helpful. Valuable. Yeah. yeah, we engage and, uh, you know, we want to know what you're thinking and uh, we would like to answer your questions today. Yay. So um, let's start. There are quite a few questions, so I think we should just um, get on with it. Yeah. Um, so why is it important to make art? I often struggle with feeling like I should be doing something more important or useful. I know art is essential for our spiritual well-being, really, but just wondered if you had any thoughts on this subject. Well, I think we've already discussed this a few times um, in different episodes. So I know we discussed this in episode 16 mm -hmm. um, and probably in more episodes. Um, so... <laughs> we well, yeah. It's well, also about passion and uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's important to do the things that you can feel you need to do with all of your heart and soul. Um, I think that's most important. And yeah, because uh, so this person feels like she could always be doing something more important or useful. What's more important or useful than making art? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess you are doing it for yourself, right? Yeah. And, and it's important to um, to treat yourself with doing things you want or need to do. That's that's a, a great importance and it's very yeah. useful. I try to guess why she had this statement, but I understand. And sometimes when you get started, because your art is not making money yet, mm -hmm. and then your family or your relative treats what you're doing is just a hobby and because end of the day you make art and then nothing happened with what you happened to your art and they think okay do something more important to make real money sometimes people have this kind of pressure from from the family so they think they don't do something yeah. important yeah, that that's they will change we all had this i, I had that before and but i think a certain moment you start to show that what you can make and then you you make income from your art. Yeah, and but even even if you will never make an income, I think you should still. It's like a shift in, in I don't know, in your mind or something. That it's not about it's not about making money, um, because it can take a very long time before you even make any money if it if that's what you want. So. I think you can compare it uh, with um, the need for food. Everybody yeah. needs to to. Um, to eat. Uh, this is a need you also have uh, to make art and um, it makes you feel better and so you can uh, do all other things in your life um, in a better way, right? If you yeah. feel good, then um, yeah, well, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. If it makes you feel good making art, then yeah. you, you should just do it. Yeah. But also I think art is therapy. A lot of people, mm -hmm. like I went through the cancer cancer treatment and the art is a therapy for me that moment. Without art, I would never survive. And I yeah. think it's important to help yourself to go, go through good or bad time. When I'm mm -hmm. good, good time, I also want to make art because I want to record my experience in bad time. I also 
would like to make art experiment and just very meditative. It's it's kind of yeah, what you want to it's a kind of mindset, what you want to think art relate in your life, why you introduce making art at the first place in your life. Mm. Yeah, and it's uh, the opposite, or it has to do with your inner critic, right? We yeah. we also mentioned that it's in uh, one of the previous um, episode, episodes, episode twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the one who's asking this question is is questioning from her inner critic. Um, yeah. So I think uh, listen to episode uh, twelve and sixteen. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, next question. Did you ever struggle with allowing yourself to buy or use materials? Nope. <laughs> uh, no, me okay. neither. No. I think this has to do a little bit with the previous question where, mm -hmm. I mean, you have to take yourself seriously as an artist and this, uh, you need, you need tools to create. So yeah. if you were a plumber, you wouldn't, um, f like feel, uh, how do you say, you would allow yourself to buy the tools you need for plumbing. So why not for being an artist? Yeah, and I think this goes a bit further even because uh, it also has to do with being kind for yourself yeah. and allow yourself to um, to have some fun and to create some um, uh, space to experiment. And sometimes you need uh, to buy new materials to do so. Yeah, and I mean, I understand that that there are people who don't have a lot of money. Sure. And yeah. I mean, we're not saying you have to buy the big box of the most expensive crayons, but just buy a few. You know, buy your three favorite yeah. colors of the expensive crayons, and that's that's not that much money. But, but you could also um, uh, collect some sticks from from outside and just paint with a, a stick or a feather or yeah. That's yeah. Well, it's different from buying new materials, but it has to do with um, uh, being playful and experiment. I think. But also, I think when you buy material, I would say if the good material, half of the work is done. So what mm -hmm. uh, referred to Sarah just mentioned, uh, you don't mind buying it so much, but I think some good material and help you to enhance the quality of the work. Because yeah. when you are teaching the students, they, I do see when they paint on the watercolor, just very bad what quality watercolor paper. Yeah. And, and they put three, four, five hours on painting this one, just the result doesn't come out all right. So yeah. if you do invest, invest a few, but good quality ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. and maybe you've invested <laughs> in some materials and you realize this is not for me, you know? And then you need sort of to allow yourself to not use it again and try something else. Even if you think, oh, I spent so much money on this, I need to use it. Maybe somebody else. Uh, yeah, give it away. Yeah, give to your or, child or nephews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next question. Do you really think that a beginner with no special talent can dream of being a professional artist someday? Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just, what do you mean special talent? Yeah. I mean, art can be learned. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, on the one hand, I don't think we have special talents but on the other hand i do feel that we are people like a lot of other artists who might be you know sensitive or we see the beauty in little things so i would call that a special talent yeah yeah um but again we have talked about this in other episodes i think in uh right how to get started as an artist episode mm -hmm. five 
for me and I guess for all of us, it's just about starting. Yeah, and and uh, dream big or small, uh, get started and and take it step by step. Yeah, and I think it's good or it helps if making money is not the focus. So it's more about creating mm -hmm. artwork or creating artwork that you like or that you love creating and not so much focusing on the end goal of making money or... Yeah, yeah. True. E even though um, we mentioned the thriving woman artists, I think you mentioned here, ask a question if I sell art, one artwork, but sometimes defined artists or successful artists, not maybe a lot of people can concentrate also the money mandatory things, but I think defined artists who you see yourself as an artist by if you're selling one piece of art, then you become artist. But a lot of people, they painting whole whole life and they think they are an artist but they do not sell but i think the artist you just have to see the beauty what you created and that's define yourself as yeah. an artist but mm -hmm. not by by how much you sell how many yeah so even though it's the, the striving woman artist well we would like to help other artists to make a living from it but not necessary if you want to be a hobby artist just be an artist yeah, just be as comfortable. The thriving yeah. part is also in in uh, the growth in your uh, yeah. way of making art. Yeah. It's not just about making money. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, we mentioned hobby, and I think hobby has sort of a bad connotation. But you can, yeah, it's it's about the the definition of words. But uh, yeah, you can be a successful artist without yeah. ever selling anything. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, <clears throat> how do you create something beautiful in your sketchbook that you feel really good about? Uh, I'm finding that I can translate what's in my head more easily in a digital drawing app, but I want to get better at making beautiful sketches with analog materials. But I keep coming up frustrated and return to digital. Should I bring in more materials or simplify materials and color palettes? Try it. Just try it, experiment and, yeah. and play. That's and, key, I think. That's what a sketchbook is for. And don't compare your first um, analog art with your digital art because you it's totally a different level because that one you already practiced so many yeah. years. So um, just try out one simple material to see if something you like to go on. Don't, yeah. don't hi have high expectation. Exactly. Don't focus on creating... A beautiful piece in your sketchbook uh, because maybe you need to learn to use it first so I work in my sketchbook all the time and with analog materials and I've never created a digital piece like fully digital so if I would start doing that right now it would it wouldn't become a beautiful illustration or it wouldn't be, be the same level as my sketchbook stuff and that's totally fine mm -hmm. you know that's how it works because it's just something new for me so mm -hmm. i think you should really allow yourself the time to practice to play to get to know the analog materials and don't focus on this beautiful perfect end illustration but focus on the process and and yeah. maybe uh, you could try to to change your mindset when you're talking about something beautiful because yeah uh, I think something beautiful is also um, a, a crappy 
um, drawing in your sketchbook, but which has this one specific element that uh, makes you realize that there's um, a next step for you. Uh, you can yeah. go further with your art. You can grow. And sometimes as a, as a whole uh, piece, it's not perfect. But if you can um, recognize that specific element in, in this drawing, then I think it's something beautiful you've made. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's also sort of a... Uh, you can practice by everything you make, say something positive about it. Yeah. So even the most, like things that you aren't happy with at all, you always learn something or or there's always one nice piece. And especially with the things in, that you might not be happy about, with those stuff, you learn the most, I think. Mm -hmm. And next question. What do you recommend to turn your paperwork to digital form? Um, so there are many ways and how I do it. So I make analog art in my sketchbook or on paper, and then I scan it in with not a very special printer. I don't know the name. It's a Scan Canon. Scanon. Epson. Uh, a Canon. And, um, it's not very expensive. I know that. And I, um, so I scan it in and then I edit it a tiny bit in Photoshop. And I learned this mostly by asking other people so my friends and um like watching youtube videos so if i wanted something specific i would type that in hmm. and yeah yeah, yeah i've i've teached uh, myself um in photoshop and and also procreate i also scan in my um, uh, analog work and then um getting get along with it in photoshop or procreate and and remove things and uh, assemble uh, specific different an, um, elements. Oh. Yeah, and for my, I I paint most of the time, and then I hardly I have Procreate. I tried it. I think it's nothing for me because I feel I I I want to get hand dirty mm. and see the texture, and I want to feel the material. So I missed that. So I I tried it Procreate and Photoshop. I even I I don't know how to do the Photoshop like uh, four or five years ago. I hand in the homework from uh, certain online courses without uh, take away of the age. So I have somebody come to teach me seven seven week weekend or Tuesday afternoon or evening. So I learned the Photoshop, but I think I still you know Photoshop for three of us here we do not so much really Photoshop. Maybe mm. for during more for the Procreate and let handle lettering but for me and Sarah we we do minor no, like but, scanning but that's then, also what yeah. the question is about I think so yeah. somebody has a drawing and maybe they want to send it off to the printers or you want yeah. to hand it in somewhere yeah so um I think there are so many uh, tutorials free mm -hmm. tutorials out there so look it up yeah and they, they can explain stuff way yeah. better than than us okay next question um, there are people who cannot enroll in a formal art program because of the place where we live or because of other limitations. So I would like uh, some tips and recommendations for self-learning in art. I think there are a few episodes where we discuss this mm -hmm. partly, uh, probably how to get started as an artist episode five and how to improve your art episode 11. Well, and to start with, maybe you could join our uh, weekly prompt. Yeah. Um, 
that's uh, a that's nice a good way. one yeah. uh, listen to our episodes we will learn a lot from that and i do think that there are so many online courses which are great there's a lot of uh, platforms and stuff that um that have amazing amazing courses mm -hmm. and i do think that not all the courses are for everybody so something that i might find very useful isn't maybe not very useful for somebody else so just yeah just um do research look around and yeah. try try yeah. different things yeah, yeah. And also find out what sometimes it will be overwhelming. When I started, I want to, you, you need to stay a little bit focused at the beginning because otherwise you jump from one course to another course mm -hmm. to another course. Did you do that, Pink? Yes, yes. I did. <laughs> I did editorial. <laughs> I did all different courses. I think it's good that eventually I found out by accident, actually, I really like watercolor and make my own art. And make my own cards collection, but I think it's but by, really by doing so you found out that it, it doesn't work for you because yeah, yeah, that's that's a, um, you, you, a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need but to see what you're what you're really passionate about, and yeah, and I mean it's with all every courses or school or whatever you do. Of course, the 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 lecture or the like the lesson part is important, but what's actually more important is. You practice, you do the homework because otherwise you won't learn. And I think that's you need that time in between. Um, so you can buy a hundred courses and watch them all, but if you don't also, you know, create something, you won't learn. And I think a lot of self-paced course, uh, these courses, most people left like halfway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so I it's also me too. I mean. So you you really need to focus on why you want to start to learn at first place and what result you need to have like a real result oriented. Otherwise, you just like me past uh, 2014, start learning, 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 learning from one course, jump another course, but really set a goal why you want to learn that specific skill at first place, what you want to come out of that skill and yeah. what did, you know, see a little bit uh, like a project, planned project mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah, yeah, and besides, there are many courses uh, uh, that have a, um, a group on Facebook or something, um, which can be very um, encouraging to be yeah if, uh, being around it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with other students and um, feedback yeah it keeps you going it, yeah for me that's really helpful yeah i think that's also one of the most important things uh to go you know when you go to university or you go to an art school the other people mm -hmm. and this is something that maybe um that's also one of the criteria for when you go uh look for an online class or something if it's if it's something that maybe doesn't offer this online community or you don't see or meet online any of the other students maybe then you can think oh it's not something for me because that's something that i really want mm -hmm. true yeah Okay. Next, next episode. Um, uh, episode. Question. <laughs> Sorry. Bye. Um, <laughs> what if you love many different styles? How do you know why? What is your style? Uh, yeah, we've we been talk talking about that in, yes. in episode three, I think. Yeah, about episode three. How to find your style? Yeah. So we discuss it uh, very uh, elaborately. So go, go, go. Listen to that episode. Yeah, listen or uh, have a re-listen, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Next question, what are your favorite tools? The tools you can't live without. So for me, that's a pencil and a sketchbook. For me, watercolor. Uh, for me, both. No, <laughs> no I'm. Mm, I I used to um, to have watercolor in my uh, toolbox, but um, I switched to gouache a bit and also do the mixed media, uh, acrylic and watercolor and gouache. But you can only. Oh, it doesn't oh, say. I was oh. like, it it says two. Am I limited? Yeah, you're okay. limited to two well, things. Well, then I will choose my sketchbook and my pencil <laughs> okay okay, okay. Um, next question how can you learn from a recognized illustrator if their style is very different from yours um, what sort of things are applicable to every style how do you learn from them without copying them or mimicking them we have again we have an entire episode on this episode 10 how to find inspiration. I do realize now that maybe the title of that episode is a little bit confusing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we talk about uh, the the episode 10 is entirely about uh, copying or not copying uh, yeah. artwork by other people. And I, I really love that episode. So I think it's uh, everybody should listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to say something Some, about yeah. it? Well, no? Maybe what sort of things are applicable to every style? That's the interesting question, I think. Yeah, I think it has to do with um, it's that it's important to analyze the work from that um, recognized illustrator, um, uh, looking to its use of composition in color and um, uh, the use of shapes and lines. And so maybe also you look what why the work of others attracts you at mm -hmm. first place and um, sometimes really different and you try to force yourself to love that style and that's not coming out to you so you have to see and something you can for yeah it's just like dory mentioned if something the color you never use try out if something you like but i think style you know everybody talk about style is overused uh, what exact style the style contains so many things you know i had this great quote about style but i can't find it anymore <laughs> but thanks for mentioning yeah, anyway yes, you're welcome <laughs> it's a good a good point right? maybe you can share it in the in the quotes uh, yeah it was, Next word it's basically uh, what it was about is that style is not something that you really choose. It's like yeah. it's like your personality. Yeah, it's true. something maybe you develop or you but it's something that's inside of you and you sort of get to know what it is. Mm -hmm. So it's coming uh, out of naturally. It's not it, like you yeah. go to a to a shop and you choose a style. Yeah. That's not how it works. So um in the quotes, the beautiful quotes, it also <laughs> says something like, maybe your your style, the way you draw, is not something that you would hang on your own wall. So maybe you're sort, oh, you can wow. be um, surprised by by your own style. But anyway, I was going to say that, but I was going to say <laughs> something else too. Um, there are artists or there are illustrations that I love, that I find very beautiful, but I know I will never... I don't want to create anything like that, you know, with mm -hmm. tiny details, like this artist spent hours and hours on this very fine. And I mean, I love... Does that have to do with your... 
difficulty with having patience. patience. Yes, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, there is artwork that I love, that I enjoy, but it's in no way am I interested in yeah. using any any of it in my own work. And that's totally fine. It doesn't make it any less I'm the same. artwork. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think at the, at the beginning of the art career, I also was like caught up with like the style and you know I, I have collected like piles of other people's work but a certain time and when the, your career move on you just really have more confidence like uh, make your own mark and you do a, do a notice what is out there but you don't caught up with that the style and yeah. just just make your own art yeah just it. forget the word style yeah we no, and, no and more it, style now <laughs> and it it takes time to discover what what is you in your art you know you have to yeah. um practice a lot and experiment it, to yeah. get there and to recognize yeah. it and yeah. cherish your own signature yeah you yeah. There's so many other people out there. They need your you, and that's why you are special. Just make your own signature, make your own voice. Yep, to yes. be heard. That's it. Okay. Next question. Uh, what uh, is your advice for creating a portfolio? Um, we have an episode on portfolios. Yeah, we have episodes uh, six. Yeah, how to get started as an artist, part two, I think. Um, so have a listen to that because I think we do mention a lot of helpful stuff yeah, in that episode. I think so. And uh, maybe we will have uh, another episode on like a specific kind of portfolio in the future. But mm -hmm. uh, this, yeah, go there. Um, next question. Could you share which illustration festivals or events or conference conferences are respected? Have you been? Which one would you recommend? And, and I think first of all, and a lot of listener here and maybe you know here two people here Doreen and Sarah they're really concentrating on books and then we can make mention a few books depends what kind of industry you want to come in so maybe here we can mention well, a bit more books illustration in, festivals yeah. events and conferences yeah maybe in the future we can uh, in the episode we can talk more about it mm -hmm. but yeah. maybe we can start because there are so many conferences I have been many uh, places but yeah. I want to know about what your background so uh, let's uh, mention three for three, now yeah three or four yeah so one that we've all three been to is the um, uh, Bologna Children's Book Fair which yay. is yay. <laughs> we missed it yeah so this is in two, year, yeah, two years two years right? in uh, in spring in uh, in Bologna Italy every year and it's it's amazing it's very inspirational and overwhelming and um it's yeah. a nice opportunity to meet um your uh, fellow uh, illustrators yeah um yeah like-minded people yeah and and don't worry about it if you're beginning because beginner you can you really eye-opening for you mm -hmm. and how many books how many talents are there and don't get too overwhelmed but prepare mentally please i <laughs> yeah. mentally prepare yeah. there's really a lot of talents already and, um, oh sorry and also the publisher if you show up unprepared you're waiting for one hour and a half and the publisher could say Get out of here. What kind of crap work you have done? I heard that. Oh, my God. Did, did Just get out of here. No. Yes, yes, but I heard that. I Not think me, that but, uh, doesn't happen no, once too yeah. often. But I do think you can. You must realize that the people who, you know, the publishers who work there, they have very long hours. Uh, mm -hmm. And maybe some of them are reviewing portfolios all day. So yeah. um, if you really... So there are... Uh, 
moments where you can do a portfolio review, but they're usually a long, there's a long line, long mm -hmm. queue. And I have heard a lot of people who make appointments beforehand. So mm -hmm. the Bologna Children's Book Fair is usually around April. I think in 2022, it's a little bit later. Um, but people make appointments with publishers and agents and stuff in around January. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if they still do this because I'm not sure if if a publisher would make an appointment with you if they don't know you. Yeah, it depends on the publisher, I think. Yeah, so be prepared. If you, I mean, I, I've never stood in line. I never made an appointment. I don't bring my portfolio. I just go there for fun, for inspiration, for meeting people. And I don't worry about getting actual work from it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, the the first time I went there, I I did bring my portfolio, which was um, <laughs> not so good yet, maybe, but a good thing to start with. And um, I was in one or two rows um, for a five minute portfolio review, but it's it was worth it. And I also also had a portfolio review with an uh, illustrator, an established illustrator, that which which was really valuable. Mm. But even, you know, you just walk around to see the, the illustrator wall and even also mm -hmm. look at the published table. They have like catalogs and you flip through from like zero to five board book to like yeah, novels. And it's so nice to look at the mm -hmm. synopsis, how they write synopsis. It's like really um, good, best class you're ever going to um, get. And what I did, what I really liked, because it's so international, I walked around and a lot of publishers have their own stands. And then I looked at their books and I thought, ah, this is so cool. Or I would want to be part of this. Or oh, maybe my work would could be a part of this. And then you write down the name of yeah. the publisher or you take their card. And then you have this whole list of international publishers mm -hmm. who you think you might, uh, you want to work with. And then... Yeah. Later, after Bologna, you could send them stuff, or you could, you know, say hi at the stand if you're, if you're Ping, <laughs> because yeah. I'm too scared for that. What? Well, it's <laughs> funny. I realized Ping that uh, actually we've met for the first time at in Bologna. I uh, was three different groups, or what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, but I I don't know. We had some um, um, how do you call it? Similar friends. Uh, uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, the but, world is small, you know. Yeah. In Bologna, you meet people from... But you don't remember <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> but, I mean, Ping, I remember. I remember that time because Ping was everywhere. Whenever you looked, Ping was talking. Were you there too? I was there oh, too, okay. yeah. We didn't met, no, right? I oh, my God. So. I have a reputation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's go. We need to... Uh, there are a lot okay. more questions. And also, yeah. you mentioned about Dutch one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Illustration Biennale. It's... Um, um, every two two years but um last year was online uh it's a nice um um how do you call it conference in harlem um so i think it will be in 2023 again cool and uh, one more that we're going to mention yeah and the two more actually oh. one is a society of children's oh, books yeah. writer and illustrator Actually, they are illustrators or writers. Actually, they have conference twice a year, summer conference and winter conference, mm. packed with all keynotes. It's amazing. This is the 
Not even cheaper because it's online and you don't need to travel. It's really, if I were you, I would do that. So uh, just to let you know, all these uh, are in the notes below the episode. Yeah. So if you don't know how to write something or if we are pronouncing it uh, in a way that you can't understand. Do we want to mention one more? Yeah. The, the, um, <clears throat> the Saturday conference from the Cambridge uh, yeah. Summer School Yeah. on... Um, illustrating children's books it's very nice um, a lot of um, established uh, illustrators uh, tell about their journey and their process um, and uh, the last question for now how do you get started with a children's book project is it usually the publisher who will find you as an illustrator or should you find a publisher with your ideas um, well there are many different ways yeah to start yeah. uh, you can either uh, come up with your own story and maybe create a little dummy book have some sketches and some finished artwork and take that to a publisher or a publisher can come to you with a story that you want that they want you to illustrate or they come to you and they ask you to also create the story um, there's no right or wrong way um, and, then- and there are many <laughs> many contests and stuff yeah you, you do have some contests uh, which ask uh, mostly beginner uh, illustrators to uh, hand in some uh, a series of illustrations uh, for a, a specific story or a specific theme and then they pick the winner and and the winner gets the published yeah yeah who gets uh so yeah, published. there are a lot of, I think there are many of these contests out there for, yeah. especially for beginning, illustri- so illustrators who've never been published before. Yeah. And another good news is um, because I'm now working as a volunteer for Society of Children's Books Writers and Illustrators, they do have some scholars, for example, if you have like uh, some like uh, portfolio ready and uh, they also have some like a grant for 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 uh, some kind of you need to submit some work though and and you know they some editor or art director can guide you through if you have no idea no book nothing but they like your style they like style sorry they like what <laughs> you did no more style the words uh they like what you did and you have good um yeah, body of work so they can help you to to get the book published. Yeah. yeah, and some publishers also organize uh, what they call portfolio days, um, yeah. where you can show your portfolio and sometimes uh, they look at, uh, look at it and uh, think you are ready to, to do a whole book. So. Yeah, and, and on a portfolio day like this, if you have a story idea and you yeah. create a little dummy book, you can also show this you know, next to your portfolio. Mm-hmm. I think publishers yeah. really like that. I yeah. do heard sometimes uh, that certain, I don't mention the, the publisher's name. They do, you do aware of the, check out the publisher's reputation because sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I heard one specific publisher, they like borrow your idea and then you hear nothing from them. And then a few months later, the same idea Oh, you mean steal? Yeah, they steal. Yeah, they do happen, but just check out the. You do your home research. You do your homework to see if this kind of publisher yeah. reputation and follow be. your gut feeling. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, we still have a few questions left, but we are going to discuss them at a different 
time in a different episode. Yeah, and in the meantime, if you do have some more questions, please uh, let us know. Then we can get, yeah. um, answer them in the in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, and we want to hear from you and, uh, you know, let us know if we're doing something that you, uh, you can learn from it, you get help from us, you know, it's really good to like, engage with, uh, with us. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you uh, have uh, uh, or you have a topic that we can uh, do a whole episode on, you know, it doesn't have to be like a simple or simple question, you know, just uh, send us uh, all, your, all your thoughts. Yes, do so. <laughs> okay, so I hope you uh, you enjoyed these uh, these answers and um, and questions and and Just questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we will uh, see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please check out our show notes or our website thrivingwomenartists.com. If you like our podcast, please leave a review. See you next week. Thank you.